It was a day my wife and I had looked forward to celebrating with our son for years. Unfortunately, what was supposed to be a day of celebration turned into a day of tears. Hi neighbor, welcome to Anchors of Encouragement. I'm Tim Maudlin, husband, adoptive parent, Bible class teacher, and the persistent encourager. Did you finally realize your dream of having a family only to have your happily ever after turn into a nightmare? Have you ever been told you're failing your kids? Life can be tough. Storms in life are inevitable, but there are ways to remain anchored when life knocks the wind out of you. In Anchors of Encouragement, my mission is to throw adoptive parents a lifeline and be your anchor, to teach you biblical solutions for modern day problems so that you can weather the storms of life too. If you're ready for real and raw talk that leads to peace beyond comprehension so you not only survive but thrive in life's storms, this podcast is for you. Hope and healing are on the way. Hi, neighbor. In this episode, I want to share with you the story about a conversation I had with my son Johnny four years ago. It's a conversation that I believe made possible the interview that I had with Johnny in episode 14. When Johnny completed the requirements of his residential treatment program, one of the things that they do to celebrate is to have a graduation. And I remember going to that graduation ceremony. It was a happy time for our family. He had worked so hard. There was an amazing transformation, not only in him physically, but emotionally. When we came home, we had really high hopes. He had done a lot of introspection. He did more introspection in those six months than most adults do in a lifetime. He had really looked inward, and he was learning to use the tools that uh, he was taught to process the feelings that he had from the adoption trauma that he wasn't even aware existed. When he came home from treatment, he had his uh, plan that he had put together, and he also had his support group. We were part of that support group, as were a number of our friends, and two of our friends invited us over to their home, and with a number of friends, we celebrated his graduation. We knew there was still a long road ahead, We knew that there was going to have to be a lot of work, and that's one of the reasons he put together this plan, and we were committed to helping him work through it and get him the resources and the encouragement necessary to to stay the course. Things went well for the first few weeks, but unfortunately, we noticed he was starting to revert to some of those old habits. It's just one of those things that you have to really stay with it and use the tools and be committed to using the tools that you have. As the weeks turned into months, he was approaching his 18th birthday. As a lot of parents, we were excited with the idea we were going to be able to celebrate this. It's one of those milestone events that it's bittersweet because you know that uh, your child is now becoming an adult. But then again, the purpose of parenting is to prepare your kids so they can uh, leave and and be on their own at some point. Not that we were expecting or wanting him to leave at 18, but 
we knew that eventually one day that was going to be the reality. And so we were looking forward to celebrating this birthday with him. Looking back, I don't remember what happened the day he turned 18, but something something set him off. And if you were to ask him today, he would say it was something this minor. But I remember him saying that he was just tired of living under our rules. And I know, again, if you ask him today, he would say we weren't asking anything of him that was unreasonable. It was just expectations that uh, you we had for him and his brother if they were going to be members of the family. Nothing that's out of the ordinary. He got so upset that he said to us that he was going to move out. At that point, I thought, okay, it's time to start implementing your tools because I know how things can be said in the heat of the moment. And so what I encouraged him to do was to reconsider. I said, think about this. Think about where this might lead you and you, you don't have to leave. So sleep on it and we'll talk about it in the morning. Well, in the morning, he was determined he was going to leave. He called a friend and made arrangements for this friend to pick him up. Well, we had made arrangements for that day as well. We were planning on celebrating his 18th birthday with my family. I remember when his friend pulled up and Johnny had gotten together what few things he could pull together quickly. I remember him walking out and I was trying to give him one more opportunity. I said, do you really want to do this? He was just determined he was leaving. It was not a time for celebration at all. And so I remember handing him his birthday cake and watching him leave. It's been said that adoptive kids have a hole in their heart because they feel abandoned and they feel rejected. That's how my wife and I felt that day. It was like we were childless again. I mean, we, we still had our younger son, but we, it was like we had lost a child. I now know that the feelings of rejection and abandonment are not personal. I know that intellectually, but that doesn't stop them from feeling very personal. That day was devastating. The one thing we did do that I'm glad we did looking back was that we paid for cell service so that we could stay in touch. We were able to have conversations on a semi-regular basis. Uh, he would call us and we told him, call us, let us know you're okay. And he, he would call. So we did keep in touch. I'm not going to try to go through and elaborate on every day or week or month or year that were transpiring after that. But there was a conversation that he and I had quite frequently because he wasn't doing the things he should be doing. And the conversation that we had to have was something that I had learned while he was in treatment. When my wife and I went to visit him, uh, prior to seeing, seeing him, all of the parents were required to go in with or to meet and go through some special training for ourselves, training that would help, would help us understand how to parent these children of adoption trauma. And one of the things that we were taught was that regardless whether your child is okay or not, you have to purpose, you must have the resolve that you will be okay. I remember telling Johnny on more than one occasion, I would tell him, Mom and I love you. We want you to be okay. But whether you're okay or not, 
I want you to know we will be okay. That is hard to say. Intellectually, I know it's the right thing to say. Emotionally, it tears me up. And to this day, it still tears me up to think about it. But that is the thing that you have to purpose to do. Whether your child is going to be okay or not, you have to purpose to be okay. And when I think about this as the father, I had my wife to consider and my younger son to consider. And they were on my, they were my one and two, and myself as number three, that we were going to be okay. There were multiple times I thought about the story of the Good Samaritan. The one takeaway I had from that story, and I applied it directly to myself, was when Johnny left, I did what the father of the prodigal did. I didn't chase him. That was putting into practice that we were going to be okay whether he was or not. The father did not chase after the son. That doesn't mean he wasn't torn up about it. You know, it's, it's interesting in the story that nothing is really said about his emotions until the son comes home and then he puts on this celebration. Having gone through this myself, I know how gut-wrenching that must have been for the father in that story. And even though the mother is not mentioned, how gut-wrenching that must have been for her. But you do not chase. The thing you get from this is that you, you can't do the work for the child. As much as you want to, as much as you want to help them, you can't do the work. You can be a, a cheerleader. You can be there to encourage and and make available resources and whatnot that will help, but you cannot do the work for them. Let's get to the, the daily doable and see how to actually put this into practice. It's not even easy to say. It's hard to say, and it's much harder to do. Even though you know it's the right thing to do, it's still hard to say. So for the daily doable, I have three different ways that you can put this concept into practice. And you can be okay whether your child is not. Number one, it goes without saying, but I need to say it. You need to pray. You need to lay these cares and concerns at the Lord's feet. Because in Philippians chapter 4, he promises, make your request known to him that the peace that passes understanding will guard your hearts. Nothing is more broken than your heart at this point. And if you can lay this at the Lord's feet, he promises to guard your hearts. There is power in prayer. I want to encourage you to avail yourself of that positive conversation that can help you. Second, you need to rely on your anchors, your anchors of encouragement. I remember when Johnny left that a friend of mine, one of my anchors, he came over and sat with me. We didn't talk much, but just the fact that he was willing to come over and sit with me meant a lot. And over the next few years, as I was dealing with all of the ups and downs and the roller coaster of this trauma, there were individuals who I relied on to help me stay the course. The third way that you can put this idea into practice is that you can be okay if you are willing to touch the feelings that are running through your head. There's no better way to touch these feelings than to go with pen to paper. I did a lot of praying, I did a lot of talking with friends, and I did a lot of journaling. And it was the power of pen to paper that really helped me to dig deep into how I was feeling 
to come to terms with what to do. And it helped me to have the resolve necessary to see this through. As we wrap up this episode, there is a passage in Proverbs 22, verse 6, I want to share with you. It's a passage I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with. It says, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he grows older, he will not abandon it. Again, that's a proverb. It's not an absolute. I wanted to share the conversation that I had with Johnny in this episode after I shared the conversation I had with him four years earlier. Because this conversation is really heavy. And if you didn't have the perspective of hope that the previous episode, episode 14, gives, it's easy to get discouraged and not want to do it, to just give up. But I want to give adoptive parents the hope because I've been where you are. I have seen and know how it feels to have a child walk out on you. And I was just want to let you know that you can stay the course, you can be okay, and we were okay whether he was or not, but you always had the hope in the back of your mind that one day they will make a change or make changes and they will start to come back. And that's the hope that I, I shared with you earlier. That, and I think a lot of that was due in part because he knew that mom, dad, and brother were going to be fine, even if he wasn't. And I think in a lot of respects, he had the realization of the prodigal son that, hey, look, at, look what's back at home. Look what I'm missing out on. And with when you have the attitude of redemption, and the attitude of open arms. And he knew that. He knew where we stood on things. And he knew that he could always come back. The door was open, but he knew he had to make changes in order to come back. And thanks be to God that he was willing to do that. I hope this encourages you. I know this was a heavy episode. But I wanted to give you heavy with hope. Stay the course. You can do this. It is worth doing. With a lot of prayer and encouragement and journaling, I think you can put this into practice and hopefully uh, your child will turn things around. That's all for this episode. Thank you so much for joining me. Until next time, this is Tim encouraging you to do what you can now. If this podcast has given you the courage and confidence to face storms in your life, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. Tell a friend about the show. Take a screenshot of this episode and share it in your Instagram stories and tag me at Tim Maudlin. You can also connect with me in my Facebook group, Anchors of Encouragement. So until next time, this is Tim encouraging you to do what you can now.